Popping champagne, living my life in the fast lane, and I won't change for the glamorous. Oh, the flossy, flossy. Neither of us know what flossy, flossy means. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I looked up the lyrics to this song, because yeah. I never knew what those words even were, and I was like, flossy, flossy, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Did might someone in like, an urban dictionary or something call you floss? My my mum calls me floss. Does she know? Yeah. No. No, I have no, never got floss. No. Yeah, I get floss and flossy. But I for my mum, I think. I don't oh. think Dad calls me floss. See, I, I get sassy. Sassy. Yeah. Now, see, in the American world, one of sassy my, is like she's so sassy. Yeah. One of my children, Henry Hot Dog, was saying that about Mulan. How well, there was a performance at school yes, recently. Yes, I took Sadie to see that. Did you? Yes. Well, Henry got to see it because he was, you know, the yeah. year younger, and he said he wasn't quite sure because they changed the character from this person to that person. And Mum, she was so sassy. Oh, <laughs> was he talking about the girl that played the dragon? Yes, she is sassy. <laughs> she stole the show, I think. Did she? She was fantastic. Like she's going to go places. That little girl. Oh, like. You know, like school productions yeah, for a bit? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It yes. was fantastic. And this girl, she is sassy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but sassy for me is just the shortened version of my name. <laughs> Not that I think that I'm sassy. Okay. Two Fat Expats. Yes. Season 2, episode 23. My expat life is so glamorous. glamorous. Yeah, flossy. Flossy. <laughs> um we decided to do this one why what happened i think it was that whole conversation it, yeah it was a tack on to the um article that was in mamma mia yes. where where all these rich middle class yeah. white people living this flossy flossy <laughs> life, <laughs> <expat> lifestyle <laughs> and case in point if you may be able to although it's died down we're in the middle of some type of dust sandstorm in Doha at the moment so <laughs> so if you think what is that noise in the background it's actually the wind rattling through yes. the windows and the sand hitting the wind yeah and yeah. the sand hitting the windows is sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sand hitting the windows yes yeah yes it's hideous that's the one thing I really really hate about living here yeah and I will never get used to it are the dust and sandstorms yeah I can't stand them. Yeah, and I think anyone who's got any sort of bronchial thing or whatever, it's yeah. just a nightmare. Yes, and yeah. It, yeah, I lose my voice once a year for at least yep. a week, mm -hmm. and it's all down to the sand in the air. Yes, because so, it just gets everywhere in every crevice. Yes, so that's one bit that's not very glamorous. Mm. But says you were going to say about your life is, are you living a glamorous expat life? Well, I don't sit around thinking about whether my life is glamorous <laughs> or not. I actually think you know on a day to day basis my life is quite mundane i yeah. just do what i'd be doing living anywhere yeah yeah cooking dinner taking sadie to school going to activities and yep. things like that um there's moments where i think life is a bit glamorous but it's actually more down to what we do 
for our jobs you know if it wasn't for this podcast we wouldn't have gone to the grand opening of the shang yes and that was a very glamorous evening incredibly glamorous um sometimes i think maybe if you're going to brunches you know brunch and lunch and brunch and lunch and brunch that can seem a bit glamorous to get nicely you know dressed up and sip on some champagne and stuff but that's not an every weekend no occurrence no sort of once a month once every two months probably um, and I think the other big thing is when we go out for dinners or when we go out for drinks, we have no other option than to eat at a five-star hotel yeah. if you want to get a glass of wine. Yeah. So that can, from the outside in, can seem quite glamorous, yeah. but we actually don't have <laughs> any other options because we can't go down to the local Thai and take our bottle of rosé no. with us, which is actually what I would prefer yeah. to do because it takes away, I think, from the specialness of a really nice restaurant you know back home you might go for your anniversary for your birthday here if it's sort of once a month it almost takes away from the specialness of going to a five-star hotel all the time if you're on a budget at home you would get a clean skin bottle of wine and take it down to the local pizzeria and that's how you would have a nice night out and but here yeah you can't unless you wouldn't do something incredibly illegal and i actually don't know a lot of people that do that i would never no no and so just to explain um for people that don't live here because i know in dubai it's different but but here if if you want to go to a restaurant that's just on the street and there are plenty of great restaurants yeah, just on the street yeah. they're not flash no they're very you know just you know plastic tables and chairs yep. usually or whatever but, but great food great food yep. uh, but no alcohol no you'll be drinking juice yeah <laughs> <laughs> or seven up lots yeah. of seven yeah. up yeah and so and that's what we tend to do as a family like on a Friday night we might go to yeah. our favourite and here. every time we sit down it's like oh I'd love a glass of red yeah right now yeah, yeah. and um, you know yesterday I saw someone had posted a fantastic Chinese place and yes. I know it's in a in a mall and yeah. And I said to Craig, oh, look at those dumplings. Oh, my God, look at that. Listen to this menu. That'd be a good one for one night with the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you know there's no alcohol and it's not going to be the special, you know, let's have a glass of wine. That's right. So, yeah, you're right. We do frequent... hotels with names like the Hyatt, the Western, the Shangri-La. And there's not even your local pub here. No. Um, There's a kind of a pub in a hotel. Yeah, and it it tries to be pubby, but it's not really. I guess you've got the rugby club that kind of feels like back home. That's true. That is the one place, isn't it? Yeah, but now we're getting too hot into the season and I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting outside (laughs) in this heat (laughs) drinking. So really when, you know, you're posting up on Facebook, oh, we're at Nobu, we're here. It's not that we're doing yeah. it every week. It's yeah. when we do it because we have no other options. And I think one thing to be clear on, because I was thinking, well, why do expats go to brunch? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that made it a thing? Because it has become a thing. Yes. And it's not even brunch because it starts at 12.30. It's lunch. Yeah, it's just yeah. lunch. It's, it's a four-hour lunch. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, well, why do we? And I, I thought it's really important to point out not everyone does. Like, no. if you're an expat in Libya, you're not going for brunch. That's right. And if you're in Calgary or Houston or, you know, it's some of those big expat locations. Yeah. You're not you're doing not, a five-star you're hotel not brunch. brunch. No. And there's only... Brunch s- would actually be a proper brunch at the local cafe yes. for an 11 o'clock 
proper yes, brunch. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's what they're doing in Calgary yes. and Houston. Yeah, and the only people that are doing brunch in the other locations are the people who have money and who drink. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not it's not a nice experience, I think, if you're a non drinker to go to one of these four. Yeah, I've got ones. a couple of a friends gross. that aren't big drinkers and they prefer not to go to brunch because they feel that they're not even getting their money's worth. Yes. yes. Um, for us we've We've never done those big, nasty, messy brunches. It's always been very small, like a couple of friends, and we've had a great time. We've never done the big, you know, you see some of them leaving the hotels and it is trees, embarrassing. They might walk in looking glamorous, but they are certainly not walking out glamorous. Um, And on that point, we went for brunch on the weekend for the very first time in we think it must be over two years, like where we both went for brunch. Greg's got an invite a couple of times with a couple of guys when I've been home Mm -hmm. for the summer but we went back and it was because the last brunch we went to was one of those ones that people stayed way too long right and there was a bit of a dust up at the end not like a not like a well, yes, a fight, but not a punch. No fisties, no. but Verbal things abuse. were said that shouldn't have been said, oh. and friendships were ended. And Contra- it was hashtag controversial. It was so controversial, and someone's parents were there, and oh. All, oh, it just was not pretty. And so we just we don't we're not big brunches, you yeah. know. It's yeah. not our thing. And I guess too, our weekends are full of kids and kids. Yes. Things. Yeah. So even then, when we had the brunch, we had had. A sleepover the night before. I had to work at 5am the morning yes, of. Yeah. And so, you know, that wasn't great to start off with. Yeah. And then we had to get one kid to a birthday party before we could get there uh-huh. and drop another kid over to a friend's. And so even after the brunch, Greg had to get in an Uber to go and pick another kid up and drop yes, another kid yeah, off. And, yeah. do you know, and then I still had to get the other kids that were here down to the pool and hang yeah. out with them. So, yeah, it's not... It, I, I didn't post any photos, but I'm sure it would have looked incredibly glamorous yeah, in the yeah, shots. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah. It's just there's really there's no, if you want to go out and do a nice lunch and a drink, well then that's kind of really again your only option, yes, isn't it? Unless yeah. you go over to friends' houses and what have you. So we're not brunching because uh, yeah. we want to be oh look at us, look at us. Sometimes it's we've got nothing else to do today. Yes. And sometimes Matt, Sadie and I will do that. Yes. If we're not wanting like an at-home lazy day, which we are very fond of on a Friday, yes. we sort of want to get out and about. Sometimes just the three of us will take ourselves to brunch. Oh, to brunch. Nice. And oh, that gets messy. Sadie gets on that apple juice <laughs> like there's no, she's just stumbling out. <laughs> but sometimes we'll do that just as a family. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk about, because the other thing where things get uh, glamorous, mm-hmm. I guess, or perceived as glamorous as well, is the travel yes. side of things. Yeah, I guess this would probably, if anyone was looking at my life from the outside, I guess this is where they would think that I was my most, but then I've never, look, we do, I will be honest, we do fly business class a fair bit, mm-hmm. but I've never posted a photo of me sitting in business <laughs> class, so I guess no one knows until now that we have, yeah. we do fly a lot. Um, this year we've decided, last year we went on no holidays other than Sadie and I going home. Um, and this year with Matt travelling all the time, we are really making the most of air miles. our holidays yes, and air miles. True. And 
by the end of this year we'll have gone on five holidays and really I don't see it as oh my god we're going here there and everywhere it's yeah. time for us to disconnect from everything else and connect as a family yeah because Matt is away a lot so yeah. we really value our holiday time yeah. yeah yeah so for us and my family we never fly business class because there's six <laughs> there's a lot of you <laughs> and six of us it would be can you imagine just horrendous but the other side of that is how it works because we all have different kinds of packages yes. with travel and obviously if you are being employed by a company that has had to fly you to that location to mm -hmm. get you there they're very well aware that that's not your home and uh -huh. that they need to work out some sort of way of getting getting you, you back yeah <laughs> and so with us and I thought this was interesting someone because I was recently at home we were home for spring break mm -hmm. which is was around Easter time yeah and um, someone actually posted on the four kids 22 cases Facebook page um, can you explain to me how you get to go home so often like mm -hmm. you always seem to be home and um, so I was just going to stay with us how it works is we do we are eligible for business class travel mm -hmm. so we get the allowance of six business class tickets yep. so you can imagine that's fairly a lot hefty. of cash yeah yep. that's a lot so what we choose to do because we could if we wanted to then fly home business class mm -hmm. once a year but we choose to cash it all in yep and then we scrape and find the cheapest flight home so mm -hmm. we don't always fly direct and we yep. quite often fly via some really Caribbean places <laughs> <laughs> and so but we just try and make the most out of that yeah. cash right and I'm married to an economist so we really do fit inside that budget and yeah. just find yeah. the best way of and doing our packages it. in the past have been that we get the business class cash and we've always cashed it in and use that for other holidays yeah the package we're on now we have no choice we have to fly business home oh yeah we actually have no choice yeah, that's I've it heard that one so before. oh well <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but again if we had the option we would take the cash yes yeah, yeah. and then the other option is is that you only get economy mm -hmm. um or yeah that they set those times that you will fly and you will just do as you're told so oh, right. yes oh Some wow have that as well okay and then there's other people that maybe have negotiated in their salary that they're just going to forego the flights home and just pay me a better salary mm -hmm. and I'll get myself home yep. how mm -hmm. it works. That'd be great for singles. Yeah, yeah, it would be really, really great for singles. So how we do it is we go home in at Christmas and we go home in what, the European summer because mm -hmm. that we're a three-month break off yep. of school and we have a house at home that's sitting there waiting for mm -hmm. us and now we have a child at home that's sitting yes. there waiting for us so <laughs> it works better. Um, and then we tend to try and get a sneaky holiday somewhere in between yeah. that but I don't think that's going to happen this year because we went home to see our elders yeah so I think all of our holidays this year are Australia holidays yeah but that's that's cool for us um I loved this comment from Dahlia who talked about flying first class with kids and she said we get to fly business when we move to a new country and when we've lived in one place for more than a little while my kids start asking when we're moving again so that they can fly out the front <laughs> And I posted something this morning about 
flying business class with my kids because it did happen to us once and it was yeah. the most exciting thing that had yeah. happened in yeah. our lives. <laughs> um, but I'll put that post in uh, okay. this week's um, We'll put the link notes. in. Yeah, we'll put the link in. Um, so, Sarah, hotels, that's the other thing we were going to talk about. Yeah, um, I think for us, and this is when we go on holidays, if we're going somewhere where it's going to be a relaxing beach holiday, then we'll always go the five-star resort route yeah but then when we're doing a city holiday when really you just need a bed to lay your head on at night we Mm -hmm. tend to go a little bit lower because we'd rather spend our money you know doing touristy things in those cities but again life here is full of five-star hotels it's where you're going for your dinners and you might go and spend the day at one of the beach clubs at a hotel it's we're not trying to be glamorous and oh looky looky at us it's sometimes our only option here yeah. in the Middle East. Yeah, because I think, you know, when I think about the op- the different options we have when we're at home, we might go to the local pizzeria. There's a really beautiful pizzeria near us mm-hmm. that has a little garden and mm-hmm. a, a, in the winter it has a fireplace and yeah. it's beautiful. Um, and um, we would go there, but, yeah, same thing, yeah. different options. But, um, yeah, for fun, for kids and entertainment and let's take them to the pool, you're not going to the local pool. No, you not, and you know, and we do have beautiful beaches here, but they're a bit of a drive out of town. Yeah. Um, you know, back home we'd be going on picnics and going to the local national parks and things like that. Well, we don't have that option no, here. So if no. you want to do something a little bit different or get the kids out of the house, sometimes it is that beach day at a hotel. Yeah. And I was thinking about expats' relationships with hotels and why we have them and get so partial to them. And I was realised that when we started our expat life, when it was just Greg and pregnant me. Mm-hmm. We lived in a hotel for three months, <laughs> yeah. do you know? Because most expats, that's how it starts. That's how it starts, They yeah. get somewhere and they stay in a hotel yeah. and they get a real affinity for that hotel do as well because they're their first friends. Yes, absolutely. We still have, we, when we arrived, we were at the Ritz here for two months yeah. and we knew all the staff, they're all still working there, <laughs> they've watched Sadie grow up. Yeah. So whenever we want a hotel day, we tend to go back to the Ritz because it kind of feels like home, home a little. Because it was our thing. first... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. foray into life in Doha and it's nice walking in and they know your name yes. and yeah. you know, that maybe might feel a bit glamorous actually yeah. when you walk in it's like hi Sarah, yeah. hi Matt, you know yeah. Yeah. wow look how big Sadie's gotten now, it's nice yeah. yeah, but the other thing though I think too, if you have more than one child, that hotel stay can be a freaking nightmare yeah. and I have friends, like I like hotels, I'm very mm-hmm. happy in hotels, I will survive with four kids in a hotel yeah. room, I'll make, I will make You'll it make work, because I love it <laughs> But I have a girlfriend who also has, uh, she has three children, and to her, that is just the worst life you could imagine, to right. be stuck in a hotel stuck room hotel with toddlers. Uh-huh. And so I think my first day with three kids, uh, with just being pregnant, oh my God, it was amazing. Yeah. I just read books, swam by the yeah. pool, did whatever. I'd just finished work, mm-hmm. you know, as in maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So it was bliss. I mean, yeah. it would be absolute bliss for anyone. Yeah. I can't imagine yes. anyone disliking it. But yeah. I know there are people that hate, they hate being visual to everyone in a hotel all the time. They feel like it's not very private. Right. Okay, Uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. But I think with the kids, once we started moving, moving, moving and got more children along the way, you didn't want to be in a hotel room. You wanted to be in a service department yeah, yeah, or somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it all got a bit yeah. too hard. You wanted to go to the supermarket and get yes. your own food. Yeah. Oh, I remember even with just the one when we moved to Doha, I was so, oh, gosh, two months in the Ritz. Wow. Yeah. But then after a couple of weeks, 
weeks I really started looking for a place to live because she didn't have all of her toys she didn't have room to run around it was either by the pool or sometimes you just want a home cooked meal yes you you know we got so sick of the big buffet breakfast every morning because that's all we really had sounds ridiculous doesn't it yeah you talk to anyone who's been in a hotel for a while and offer them a home cooked meal yeah and they're like oh god yes Yes. like just give me something a piece of lasagna yeah absolutely Vegemite on toast yeah because you you don't get toast straight out of the toaster anymore with exactly what you want yes and it's cooked to your liking yeah yeah yeah. and I also think a lot of people think that perhaps and we do live in really nice houses here they look very different to how they are back home Mm. um a lot of people's houses here tend to be bigger than what they have back Mm -hmm. home but I remember when we moved to Abu Dhabi I honestly thought we would be living in this massive villa (laughs) with a private pool and that was at the height of everything happening in the Middle East and all we could get for our which was a really big budget but all we could get was a two-bedroom hovel and that is bang on and that was not glamorous it was not glamorous And I think that's the thing that needs to be pointed out is there are a very small minority that um, get to move to a location mm-hmm. and live in an amazing yep. mansion. And you're never going to get what everything that you want out of a house here yes. either. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you have to pick and choose yeah. from your list of what you want, yes. what you're going to get. Yeah. We ended up, did, we did have a big glamorous villa in the end in Abu Dhabi and we are only in there for six months before it was... GFC, see you later everyone. And I think a lot of people would hear the allowance that you would get for a house and go, God, that must be amazing. And then, and this is where a lot of expats fall into the trap when they're negotiating their salaries and their situation, because they'll go, God, that sounds like an absolute fortune for rent. It's not. And then you get somewhere and it's like, I can't find anywhere to fit in my budget. Or you get the reality that you're not going to be one of those expats that lives on the water in a lovely... You're going to be one of the expats in suburbia. Yes. And, you know, as you and I have said before, we do live very much in suburbia, Mm -hmm. in, you know, really comfortable compounds, but they're not, you know, anything like if you looked online at That's expat right. yes. housing yes. that you would think Absolutely. that that was the go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to be really mindful of the different types of expats yes. and that there are a large majority of expats that come to Doha who actually live in share accommodation. And we're talking six people in a bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when people make generalisations like that, you have to remember exactly what an expat is yes. and where they fit on the mm-hmm. scale of salaries mm-hmm. and allowances and yes. what they get. And, I mean, we are constantly surrounded by people who are happy just to work for someone and have shelter yes. and um, a weekly salary because uh-huh. they don't have that at home. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was talking last week online on the Four Kids 26 Cases page and we were, I think I was asking people what they were up to and, you know, what was going on in their expat lives mm-hmm. and Annabelle popped up and she is living in South Africa at the yes. moment and she talked about something that had happened in her day that day and it just cracked me up and so <laughs> I said, can I please speak to you? So we had a chat yesterday and I fell in love with Annabelle just a little bit yeah. And um, have a listen and you'll probably hear why. Okay. Yes, we should start by talking about your where in South Africa right now? Johannesburg. And how long have you been there? 
We're coming up to four years. We were originally coming for two, and then we actually asked to extend for another two because our feet hadn't even touched the ground, really, after two years. Yeah, like you kind of... Did you just sort of feel like you'd just, you'd just got the hang of it? Yeah, you just kind of get over the, the, you know, finding your way around and settling in and so on, and then we thought, no, we'll stay another two. So four years has been perfect, been really good. And is this your first expat location, or have you been elsewhere? <laughs> We've done Brussels, um, which, in my opinion, doesn't really count because it's just like a bit more of a glamorous UK. But so, yes, it was our first sort of long-haul expat. Yes. Now, talking about Brussels being a glamorous UK, has South Africa been glamorous at all? Oh, yeah, I love it. Really? It's fabulous. Just, um, I I think when, when my husband told me that we were coming over... I felt physically sick. I thought, why am I moving from our lovely little Buckinghamshire village in the UK with a cricket club and, you know, tennis courts and blah, blah. Kids were 12 and 14, so uprooting them at a critical time, really, I suppose. And then we came for the Luxie in March uh, 2012 and um, fell in love with the place. I mean, it's just fabulous. And we've, so. we've heard this before about... Joburg. Like, I think we did an episode on, you know, the best places to be an expat, and Joburg just kept coming up again and again and again. What, what is it that makes it so special? I think the main things for me, the climate is probably the best in the world, um, because we're at altitude here. We're the same as a ski resort, where it's nearly 1750 metres so you don't have the humidity that you have in other places, plus it's quite dry. Um, but it doesn't get so hot, hot. Um, and it's just a beautiful sort of outdoorsy, healthy, happy climate. So that's the first thing. The food is unbelievable. It's a, I think it must be a well-kept secret that South Africans have fantastic food, great chefs, professional service usually and I mean just fantastic restaurants just amazing yes Um, so that's been great I love the people I mean god not everybody I'm not painting you know I mean it's got its issues here um I work um work I volunteer in um a township up the road Uh, I've sort of co-founded a charity organization called Friends of Deep Suit which is a, a township just about 8k from where we live um and we work we've worked with preschools and 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 other projects in the area so i've seen both sides of it um and i I didn't it's just such a it's a very easy i can't believe this is a hardship um location i mean it's just ridiculous so now having said that annabelle i did see the record because the reason you kind of caught my eye was we were talking about our days recently on the four kids 20 suitcases uh, page and you you'd had an interesting afternoon that involved having to come home and have a I think you said (laughs) a stiff cup of tea (laughs) tell me about your day well that was my first um sort of shootout um incident (laughs) which was quite interesting so um where we live, I sort of call it La La Land. We're in an area called Danefern, and it's very posh and estated and fingerprint security and so on. And there's a new shopping centre that's been built uh, just down the road. So I just popped in to get, I don't know, my milk and bread, I think. 
and was walking out and then heard probably about 12 what I, you know, I thought, oh, that sounds like a gun. I'd never heard gunshot before. And then I looked around and there's a big car park in front of me. There were people throwing themselves on the floor, crouching behind, between cars, people running everywhere. And I just sort of stood there and froze. I didn't see, it was, it was probably about 500 metres away from me and it was sort of behind a building. So I couldn't actually see what was going on. Uh, but cars were sort of doing swervy U-turns and it was, you know, it was kind of kicking off, you know. And um, so I thought, well, what do I do now? So I just went back into the supermarket. I thought, well, I don't, I don't really know what to do here. So I sort of sat down and thought about things for a minute. And then I thought, no, I've got loads to do today. So um, I thought I need to go home. Um, and honestly, the guys on the, on the sort of the boom gate, you know, the ticket where you pay to, to leave the car park. Yes. Um, cool as a cucumber. Absolutely cool as a cucumber. I said, was that shooting? He said, oh, yes. I said, okay, uh, fine. I said, I'm, not, I'm British. I'm not used to shooting. He said, oh, it's, it's okay, man. It's okay. You know, and just basically as if it was standard. So, yeah, that was, I mean, it was quite awful because actually about half an hour later, I had to pop out to get my daughter and there was the car. Uh, I assume it was the same car that was being shot at with a broken driver's side window with blood down the side of it, which was obviously it had ended sort of in tears. And then I found out later that it was a mother and son and the mo- they'd had a row and the son tried to nick the car. Oh. So it could be actually quite tragic because um, it might have just been a, one of those sort of teenage or whatever fights. Son goes off and then gets shot at by some rather overexcited police. So I don't know. I haven't found out what the follow-up is. But, yeah, so I went home, had a cup of tea, and got on with my day, really. (laughs) But the first time that I'd ever experienced that, I mean, I'd been downtown, you know, I'd been around. I mean, yes, you avoid places, you know, at night time, and you drive with your windows shut and your, you know, and your doors locked. General sort of rules there are street rules here that you have to abide by but in the main if you stick to those it's a really great place to live you know I mean I brought up two teenagers here and it's just great I I think actually probably they have had a more sheltered upbringing in Johannesburg than they would have if they'd been brought up in 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 say the UK for example because you can't really let them out on the streets. It's, you know, it's a bit protected like that. So where to next? Uh, Dar, Tanzania. Wow. And are you taking, <laughs> are, are your children going with you? No, no, no. I'm in a similar boat to you. So my son's just finishing school. Um, he's got his last exams on Wednesday and then he's hoping to go to, the, to university in the UK. And my daughter has decided to go to board uh, boarding school in the UK. She's a dancer, so she's got a dance scholarship somewhere. And, um, yeah, so they're going. And my dog, my gorgeous black lab, who's looking at me now, is going to retire to Wales with my parents. Oh. And it's just going to be hubby and I. How terrifying. <laughs> so I bought a chessboard and um, DVDs that you wouldn't believe, you know. So I'm just trying to find things for us to be able to do without the children. So anyway, that's, that'll be another challenge. 
Can you see why she's my new bestie? I love her. She's hilarious in the way that, you know, how inconvenient it was that there was a shooting going on, but actually turned out to be quite tragic, but that she just got along with her day. And I guess if that's the kind of place where you're living where those things happen, yeah. then you do just have to get about yeah. your day. Yeah. yeah. And don't you just love, I mean, I just, just loved the most that, she saw all the beauty in where she was yes. and all the wonderfulness and how fantastic yes. it was because South Africa gets such a bad rap. It does. Do you know? And, yeah. and like, especially oh, Joburg a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people will rave about Cape Town yes. and like Kruger National Park and things. But yes. the stuff that I've heard about Joburg is completely different. So I just love it that she's seeing it yeah. through yeah. really um, positive eyes yes. rather than seeing the negative. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course she is friends with a friend of mine she says at the end, oh, I think you're Doreena's friend too, aren't you? <laughs> yes. And Doreena lived here in Qatar and ah. was. And this is the thing about expat women that I love. Doreena was one of the first people I met here mm-hmm. and was beautiful and made me feel so much at home when yeah. she's the woman who remember I always talk about that awful coffee morning where yes. everyone ignored me but yeah. there was one woman who arrived and said come and sit with me that's her that's her Aww. and she did pretty much the same thing for Annabelle in oh. South Africa oh. like took her under a wing and said come and join you oh, know that's this really lovely yes yeah so what did what what did you take away from the I loved also about how Annabelle talked um quickly about her children are living a much more sheltered life in Johannesburg mm. than they are back in the UK and that wouldn't have been my first thought yes but it, it actually sounds quite similar to how our children are raised here where it's yeah. within a compound yes and what I th- obviously her children are allowed to play out in their gated community like our children do yes and I actually love that more than being back home because I think it's how we grew up as children where yes. you walked out the front door you walked down the street you rode your bike yes you yeah. didn't come home until the sun went down whereas yeah. back home Kids can't do that now. Yeah. Too many baddies out on the streets. Whereas, So, yes, they are living a much more sheltered life here, but in some ways it's a throwback to our childhood, and I love being able to give that to Sadie. Yeah, Mm. yeah, I agree. And I did have to laugh about the shootout because I had a flashback to our first week in our villa in Doha, and we were living in an area that now is very built up, but at the time it was quite a new area. And I was at home with Sadie, and I heard what I thought were gunshots yeah I thought, oh my god what's going on? and they were going off and off and off and off and I called Matt and they turned out they were boys um, some local boys firing off their guns in like the open area behind our compound because the guns that they were given during the Gulf War they never had to give back again oh yeah so there was a lot of kids just doing target practice Practice. and I thought oh my god what's going on here and I grabbed Sadie we ran into the bathroom and just (laughs) hid until Matt's like no 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 it's okay that they were all all the locals were given guns during the Gulf War and but the government never said hang on we better have have them them back back." There is like a shooting range here. Is that near the um, racetrack? Oh, I've really? Because I've been riding our bikes on the racetrack. And when we drive home, Boy says, oh, that's where the shooting range is. And I'm always a little like, I might just duck yeah. down <laughs> just a little bit. But I thought she was a fab interview. I really liked her. I love her. Yeah, she's I really said, funny. I said I want to talk to her again when she gets to Dar because yeah. I want to see how that went and how she's going on her own without yes. the children. So yeah. we'll make a little note to come back and visit Yeah, Annabelle because again. I've heard that Dar es Salaam is 
much more dangerous and you have to be quite mm. careful of your surroundings and mm. so it'd be really because I would then like to see it from someone that's living there comment of the year from Annabelle was after I'd switched the recording off and we were just talking away so sorry Annabelle if I'm giving away any <laughs> tricks but I just it's too funny I said so you know you're going to be in Tanzania just on your own and whatever she said yes I figure either of two things are going to happen I'm either going to lose 20 kilos and become the new Annabelle or I'm going to get really good at making cocktails and just become a drunk (laughs) (laughs) well she's got Zanzibar right there that's a half hour flight so she can go to Zanzibar on weekends Yeah. now another comment we had from Jane where she was saying and this is back to the business class travel and whatever Mm -hmm. FedEx Pat she said the other week I flew alone and business class to Singapore I emphasise a and business class because it never ever happens in fact it was only the second time in my 43 years that I've flown business class I wore a reasonable dress instead of baggy pants and a t-shirt with socks and sneakers I didn't pack three changes of clothes for my three-year-old who's a vomiter or a towel and washcloth and a super-sized pack of wipes and plastic <laughs> bags I didn't have a cabin full of snacks coloring books and pencils stickers and finergan for three children and I smiled and nodded at my fellow business class Travers and grinned to myself as people complained a whole lot about insignificant things <laughs> I was just happy to be there and god I can identify with go that. Jane oh that's first time when you get on a flight without children is just incredible (laughs) absolutely incredible so says do you want to talk about um some of the articles that you found about living in glamorous so i found some really um tongue-in-cheek blog posts this week about living a glamorous expat life um the first that i'll put up is the less glamorous side of expat life and she says despite living loving life as an expat kari explains that expat life is not as glamorous as it appears and when i read this it was like a lot of those are home it's like yes true because when you arrive you have no friends yes you know so that's not very glamorous being you know night and no friends (laughs) walking around town you miss home yes Again, not so glamorous. Yeah. Um, it's costly to return home for emergencies mm-hmm. and things like that. So you've always got to have money put aside. So maybe stop the brunches and stop the cocktails yeah. and make sure you've got your, yeah, your get out of jail it. free yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and she said, and this is what really hit home to me, every crisis, tragedy and illness back home is magnified by distance. Yes, that's so true. Yeah, so that's I'll put the so link. It's true. a really, really good article. And then another one, The Myth of the Glamorous Expat. Um, and this was written by a blogger who talks about, you know, expat life from the outside world seems, you know, very glamorous and you go into all these five-star hotels and what have you. And she was really excited to go to Raffles Hotel when she started her expat life mm-hmm. because she had seen that it was yes. all this and that's what expats do. And she said it's all just on the surface. Once you get in there, yes. there's actually a lot of cracks within the hotel that things don't run as smoothly as what yes. they seem to be yes. and the people in there are not as glamorous as what she oh, thought no. they were going to be. No. So, yeah, it's a really yeah. good Blog because post. everybody goes it's become like a bit of a tourist yes, thing because yes. everybody wants to go and have a cucumber sandwich at Raffles. that's right yes and yeah we did the same thing we used to go to singapore all the time and we yeah. lived in jakarta and then when we lived in kl we would quite often drive to singapore but yeah i remember going with a six-week-old lizzie because we were going to have a singapore sling mm-hmm. at Raffles because that's yeah. what everybody does mm-hmm. and yeah taking lots of photos because there we were with our six-month-old baby you know at yeah doing that but yeah you kind of look around 
down and realise that's what everybody else is doing. Yes, as well. yes, yes. And we did. But to the people looking in that may have not oh done that, they'd be going, oh, yeah. wow, look at them. They're having the Singapore singing raffles. raffles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll put some links, I'll put the links to these um, blog posts oh. in the show notes. Okay, so back to the comments. And we had so many comments, Sarah. We can't go through all these comments, yes, surely. Yes, there's too many. Um, <laughs> but thank you, yes. everyone. So we had Hannity, who lives in Shanghai, China, and she was walking home from the photo shop today. I smelt something foul. With three kids, I knew the odour all too well. <laughs> I had no idea where it was coming from until I almost fell into an open sewage hole. It was very full and very expat life in China. <laughs> oh. And we had Clara, who we talk about all the time, our friend Clara, um, and this really rang home for me when she said, you're sitting around the house waiting for someone to come and fix something. Always. Always. That is life always. here in Doha. Yeah, yeah. Everything, there's always something falling apart. Yeah. And my, you know, I've lived in two very kind of comfortable countries, in Canada and the United mm-hmm. States, and that was fine. It was just average, rather than bill ask for someone to come and they come. But, yeah, my whole life in Asia and Africa was waiting for yeah. someone to come yes. who said they were going to come but didn't come. Yeah. And then, yeah, and this yeah. constant. And that just gets you so grumpy. It, it like, really so makes grumpy. you angry. And then for someone to come and do one simple thing, there's ten people in your bathroom to, mm-hmm. like, change a light bulb. Yeah. Um, our last house, which you've been to a few times, there was – I don't know if you were there when the ceiling – if you saw the hole in our roof, oh, so the bathtub had leaked from the master suite and it was bubbling and we kept on saying, the ceiling's going to collapse, the ceiling's going to collapse. No, 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 never came and fixed it. So yeah. we were living with this beautiful artistic water bubble yes. on our ceiling in the we living room. We had one of those here. We were yeah. thank good because where that water bubble was underneath, that's where Sadie's play area was. Right. We were upstairs one night and heard this almighty crash. Oh, yeah, the ceiling, ceiling had came. Finally, they came and fixed it. <laughs> My favourite one, we had like just a comedy of errors in Libya and we, there are too many things for me to talk about but basically the house either caught fire or leaked at least, you know, once or twice a week in between our phone being tapped and, you know, a rat that lived inside the house and (laughs) mice and whatever. But we had, yeah, came home with flames shooting up the outside of the house where the electrical box had just blown up. But, um, you know, and you'd be sitting at the table and the resident rat would just walk past you on its way to the... Because it lived in the dryer hose. And, um, but Greg, I remember one night waking up, oh, what's that noise? Greg, Greg, what's that noise? And him walking into the ensuite bathroom and just getting hit in the side of the face with a whack of water that was just shooting outside the wall. (laughs) Thankfully, not hot water, because we did have that another time. But, yeah, it was just constant and waiting. And, and it happens a lot yeah. here. And someone else was telling us that they'd been waiting for their, their washing machine to get fixed. And I said, for us at the moment, it's our dishwasher. Our dish- I actually saw your dishwasher <laughs> being removed as I was coming in today. <laughs> our dishwasher hasn't been working on and off for um, maybe four weeks. And the reason I say on and off is because every time we ask someone to come, they come and they switch it on and off and then they leave. And they say, yeah, I've fixed it. And they haven't fixed it at all. And then it just breaks again. So this has been constant. And we've had constant flooding in the kitchen, constant (laughs) crap. And then finally yesterday, a man came and, of course, my husband was there. And it's always different when your husband is there for some reason. And the 
the guy he was talking to, I don't know whether, well, I do know that his command of English wasn't great, but I think someone has taught him the wrong phrase for the wrong meaning and he kept, <laughs> he kept saying to Greg, I don't care. Like, instead of, instead of oh, I don't know, no. I think. Oh. So Greg would say, um, but if you can't fix this today, when will you come back with something else? Well, I don't care, sir. <laughs> He's mixed up his translation book. That's hilarious. That was hilarious. And did he say it with a smile on his face? Yes. Yeah. And giggling. And giggling. <laughs> okay. So Amanda Settle said the GNTs are needed after cleaning the house in summer temperatures of over 40 degrees mm-hmm. with no oh. air con. Walking the dog in winter storms with wellies avoiding the donkeys who run loose <laughs> on the island oh, at wow. all. Wow. But then we had Sarah who's in Yangoon and it's mid-40s. She's apartment hunting in the morning, golfing in the afternoon, tapas at night and now coffee and house of cards. Pretty great day. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty nice day to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Sarah almost always makes me want to go and live there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. sounds really fascinating. Um, we had Samantha Cook in Istanbul. She said the plumbing's not the same as in a first world country. I'm no plumber, but it's got <laughs> something to do with the fact that there are um, not two different waste pipes, just oh. one. Oh. oh, and the, the kitchen, kitchen pipes, pipes are, are connected, connected with the, the toilet, toilet pipes. pipes. Oh, nice. dear. Yeah, that's not glamorous. Mm. Uh, Louise McNamara, you deserve a GNT if you're doing the school run in 50 degree heat. It's heating up here in Bahrain, and I noticed yesterday that those who usually look fairly preened are all starting to look a little less yeah. glamorous. That's yes. when I'm at my least glamorous self. Is it's starting because we've had the high temps starting this week. Really, it's been a big shift this week, don't you think? Yes. We've gone from sort of the high 30s, early 40s to bam, we're in the like I think it was 46, 47 degrees yesterday here. Yeah. In Doha. Yeah, yeah. So this is when fashion for me goes out the door and all I care about is how to hide my sweat yes. in my clothes because I've had some fortunate experiences where I've gotten out of the car and my hoo-ha's been a bit sweaty and I've got the big patch. I've had Sadie say to me in front of the whole school, Mummy, did you wet your pants? It's like, oh, so I'd never wear light colours now in the no. summer. That is so not glamorous at all. It's so sweaty. It is so, so sweaty. sweaty. Yeah. Gross. But at least everyone else is sweaty because I am a sweaty person, as you know, so I can sweat like when it's winter. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I get nervous or anxious, I sweat. So at least in summer, I don't care as much because I know that everyone else is sweating. Yeah. 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 And I think it's that whole, her saying, the, po- the people that look pre is your makeup just melts off yeah. like there's no point you're constantly yeah. reapplying so Claire Sinclair said uh, it's hot windy and very dusty she lives just a few k's down the road here okay. in Doha and she's got mum here with her to help her out who's from Scotland um, helping her with her two daughters one's got a cast and a broken ankle oh. this morning she's helped me sort out our ground floor rooms because they're on the move ready for the packers who'll be here in two weeks to move us back to Copenhagen mm. my husband's been gone for three months already and the next fortnight will be a little bit frantic the not so very glamorous of the expat wife yes yeah i I sent her a note and said please tell me you have wine (laughs) 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 
Oh dear, so who else did we have stairs? Um, Christina, it's 48 degrees, it's only supposed to be about 24, unusual for California. Oh, Ooh, it's a big wow. spike for where it hasn't hit summer yet. And she's cleaning out the closet for, oh, for preparations for a baby oh, shower. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's very nice. Okay, so should we go to um, our social media yes. for the week? Okay, I've got a few quick ones. There's two movie trailers that I've seen in the last week that I can't wait to see the movies. One is the Ab Fab movie. Oh, gorgeous. They're back. And it actually, because you know how sometimes when a TV show mm. becomes a movie, it sometimes Mm-hmm. misses the mark well going on the trailer i think they've nailed it i think so too i think it's going to be really hilarious and they think that they've killed kate moss yes so, <laughs> and they end up i've seen it it's just and they terrible, end up in the south of france hiding from the authorities because they feel that they've killed kate yeah. moss but they're li- they're living the glamorous expat life as like hideaways yes. in the south of france it looks really really good and it looks like they've really covered what has happened in the world of social media yes and now that you know because yeah. she was a magazine editor yes. wasn't she and yep. so now it's all completely That's completely different. different yeah and yeah trying to get a grip on it god i love jennifer saunders yeah they, they, really she do. is super clever she yep. had breast cancer did she yeah oh yep. i didn't um, know that yeah no there's a great i think there's a and I reckon it's an ABC interview that you could probably hunt down. There's that. It's a one. I think it might be called One on One. The show, oh. but she talks about it. And yeah, oh, okay. it's really, I didn't know that. Really fascinating, kind of how she locked herself away and and got on with it and getting yeah. better and whatever. So it's really yeah, she's very clever. Now the other movie that I've seen the trailer for is called Bad Mums. Oh god, and I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's very true of of those expat mums that. Yes. get involved in, and yes. hats off to them yes. I do a lot of volunteering at Sadie's school and I think yes. a lot of people because I only have the one child yep. they think that I'm this perfect yeah. amazing mum but watching that trailer I, there was just so many uh-huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's by the same guys that made The Hangover so you know it's going to be funny yep. and naughty yeah and it's got um it's got Mila Kunis yes. in it um who else Kristen Bell Kristen yeah, Bell yeah, she's yeah. really funny she is funny yeah so it's yeah. all uh, Christina Applegate plays that perfect mum yeah. where it's gluten free, sugar free, butter free, and yeah, yeah. yeah, fun free. Yeah, so I'll put both those trailers in the in our show notes. And then something that I stumbled on the other day is my daughter is always on YouTube. If she's yeah. allowed screen time, she's on YouTube. Yes. And something must have clicked off, and I clicked on something else. And did you know that Amazon has a YouTube channel? I did not. And it's a kitchen. It's called Amazon Kitchen, and they have really fab sort of three- or four-minute quick recipe videos. Oh, I like that idea. And then at the end, they all list the ingredients and yeah. things, and really good, like yeah. really good quality videos, yeah. Yeah. really simple food. And, you know, I think that could really help. In the expat world, when we can't find things in supermarkets mm-hmm. and you can't explain to people what something is i yep. wonder if you could show someone a quick video of i'm looking for this where you make this yes. do you know yeah. like this, yeah. is, this is how you would make this dish and they would yeah. go oh yeah i know what that is yes. just by looking, looking at, at that it video. Yeah. yeah or if you were lucky enough to have help that you would be able to show someone yes. how to cook something yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. these recipes are really good and one last thing very quickly i saw this this morning before i came over obama has done this hilarious video because he and michelle will be staying in dc for two years apparently after his presidency is done uh-huh. but he 
wants to know what's he going to do for those two years. And there's just lots of guests that come into this video. It is really, really, really funny. Like feet up on the desk. There's cigarettes involved. There's booze involved. Apparently he doesn't have a driver's license anymore. So he has to go to the DMV to get his driver's license. And she's like, because, you know, the whole Trump at were you born in America birth certificate drama well of course the DMV girl says well I need to see birth birth certificate she's like are you sure it's real he's like yeah really and he says his name you know Barack Hussein Obama she's like oh (laughs) it's really really and he snapchats so he picks up Michelle's phone and he's all over snapchat it's really funny oh good and I think that's the cool like for to be the president of the United States and yet still be so cool and yes. funny and take the piss out of himself yes, you yes, know that yeah. takes that takes some effort i think and yeah. to do that and yeah. to really put yourself out there when yeah. you're supposed to be this serious man running the yes. free world and he's just this hilarious guy he's a funny guy. so i'll put the link in there it's really good okay so my links this week is my new favorite salad which is a date feta and red cabbage Ooh, salad yum. and the reason i'm putting it in there is because it's a very it's a very sort of middle eastern salad right and very easy to find those things there's a little little tiny bit of crunch and there's um the yummy yummy feta and And as we're heading into ramadan where it's all about the dates date season yes so i threw that in there for that reason i'm also back listening to richard fardley oh your boyfriend my boyfriend richard (laughs) who i love but i think we had just such a massive influx of podcasts all of Mm -hmm. a sudden and i kind of got away from the old favorites because there was too much i've stopped listening to them for a little while need yeah. to find another revival yeah. with them yes so are you telling me you're a podcaster who doesn't need to listen to yeah. podcasts including her own <laughs> yeah oh no i i bet i listen to a few minutes of ours and then i get so embarrassed that i have to switch it off <laughs> and i also wanted to talk about my new best friend liz because this story i thought is a great story to tell other expats who will identify and that is i um got an email the other day from a fantastic woman called Liz who said that she was in Hong well she lives in Hong Kong yeah and she was at a party in Hong Kong and this woman said to her oh you have to listen to this podcast called Two Fat Expats mm-hmm. but there's this woman on this podcast who I'm sure is your twin because she's also from Adelaide she also has a daughter in boarding school and she's a mad Port Adelaide supporter and it's your spirit um, animal right yes, there. Yes, it is my <laughs> your spirit spendry. animal. Yes, and kindred um, spirit. She said she started listening to us, and even though I didn't say where Lizzie was at school, she said she just got this sort of intuition that it was either the same school or a very similar school. Sure enough, her daughter and my daughter wow. are in the same year. Wow. And she attached a picture of my daughter with her daughter at prep, like doing their homework. My first thought was, God, Lizzie, you need to put that jumper in the washing machine and wash your hair. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just, it just gave me the warmest, warmest, warm feel. Yes. Because um, just so I had heard about her daughter when I first went to drop Lizzie off and whatever obviously there's only 10 of them in year 10 so yeah so you know the whole town you know exactly where everyone's from who their parents are and I remember this girl was from Hong Kong and saying to my daughter 
you and her would have some stuff in common you yeah. know do you Ex-pack think kids, can you yeah. ask her about her mum like ask her ask her if her mum's here because mm-hmm. I really wouldn't mind catching up for a coffee and of course teenage daughters are the worst people to yeah. go and do that stuff mm-hmm. and it didn't happen and of course now we have every, everything in common and yes wow. she's and I just love her and she really talks about football intelligently <laughs> <laughs> so now you've become friends on so Facebook so now we've become friends and um, we're hopefully going to catch up in July she ah. is the um, primary sort of worker, the expat yep. in Hong Kong, and mm-hmm. her husband is the training spouse. Yep. And with a bit of luck, I might be able to talk her into uh, having a chat to us about that, what it's like, because she was saying how difficult it is to, yep. when you kick off and you're the one working full-time, yes. to try and make those connections yes. at school and yep. whatever. So we might see if we can get her oh, fantastic! And have a little chat. What a small world. Like, so small. small. So yep. small. Yep. And the expat world is so yes. small. Yes. Yeah, um, and I wanted to talk about what we've been doing on Facebook Live Mm -hmm. Um, because um, I think a friend of mine, my lovely friend Tim, said to me the other day on the telephone, oh, I finally watched one of your podcasts the other day. And I went, hold it, hold it, watched, what what, what do you mean you watched one of my podcasts? (laughs) You know, that podcast you do with your friend from Sydney um, on Facebook. And I (laughs) said oh you mean one of our videos that we did live yeah one of your podcasts so I think it's really hard to explain which bits what we've got some people that read the blog we've got some people that listen to the podcast yes we've got some people that watch the videos of Sasha yeah I've had a lot of people that know us only from Sasha and Kiki because that went nuts especially in (laughs) Doha those videos went a bit crazy and we are going to make another one of those so but they didn't realize that Sasha and Kiki that were the two fanatics. Yes, yes. So we really are going to try and mush all those things together yeah. so that you can find them and all in And we might do a video space. and explain everything, perhaps a little bit a of a tutorial. Yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, if you do see Sarah and I flash by your screen mm-hmm. on your Facebook feed, it is really, I think for me personally what I find with my laptop is it doesn't automatically play straight away you kind of have to hover and wait for it to come on Mm -hmm. live so if you do see us just wait and hover and then you can join us live and I want to be really clear we cannot see you so don't worry don't worry about that bras off and the makeup's (laughs) off it doesn't matter because I think what it does Facebook has to send you a note to say um, the people you're watching can see that you've joined them, and I think a lot of people get freaked out, thinking, "What do you mean they can see?" Cameras turned yes. on, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I watched my first live video the other day when I was scrolling through Facebook. One of our favourite bloggers, Styling Curvy, yes. was doing her first live video, oh. so it was my first experience, other than being in yeah. one, to watch one live. And you do, you click on it, and you, wherever you've clicked on at that time, you join you in. Join in. So yes. you can then go back and watch it from the beginning yeah. because it took me a couple of minutes to realize what she was talking yes. about because it was like you're coming in halfway through a conversation. Yeah. But at what I ne- I could see then why our listeners and your blog readers got excited when we talked back to them because yes. I did the same to Hi Jenny and she's like hi Sarah and yes. you had the little conversation. It yeah. was really nice. It was yeah. very interactive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah 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 it is yes. really interactive and it's really really nice to be able to catch people while they're there and have a chat yes. and get yeah. feedback. Yeah. So we're gonna do that we said every Thursday mm-hmm. at 
2 p.m. Doha time. Yes. We're going to go live. Um, so that would be very late in Australia. I think, you know, 9 o'clock at night or 10 yeah. o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about 9 o'clock at night in Australia, 2 p.m. Um, and then we'll be very early in the US and yes. somewhere in the middle for everyone else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's, I think we're done. We are. That was lovely. And um, we will go see you. Go out and you. live your glamorous life. Yeah, go and live your glamorous expat life and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.